I'm liking the tune. I'm liking the tune. So, it's the YND podcast. And Wine. I'm I'm Yvonne Lorcan and you are I'm Daniel Brennan. And what are we doing? We're doing the Y and D, which sounds uh interesting. It's kind of like R and D but with 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 kind of wine and D. I was thinking like uh it could be a position that two humans get into. Y and D. But very hip because you don't necessarily know what their sexuality is or what they're oh, what, they, right what they identify okay. as or anything okay. like that. It's really modern and hip. If you, you say know? so, yeah. Y and D. Well even... welcome. This is our first one. This is we've spent what, an hour and a half of studio time already just trying to set up uh, the camera. Thanks to AA Ron. Thanks to AA Ron in the um in the booth. Um we've we're going to explore lots of stuff. I think so. I think we'll cover... Um, but within a know, really short period of time. Yeah, in about 45 minutes. Um, I mean, today, it being already December, you guys might not hear this until January. We're just going to do a like a bunch of top 10 best things of the year lists. Oh. Uh, we're already here, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So. It's the advantage of starting in December. <laughs> we can go through our ten best bits of the year. Uh, you know, we can yes. do our favorite. You know, favorite things. Do they have to be ten? Can we have like if I'm if I've been lazy, can I have like two? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. Or we just not. We do just it at not all. do it at all. Um, yeah. We're do you gonna... want to tell people who you are? Like, what do you do? Sure. I uh, well, f- I, first of all, I did used to do a podcast mm. that you were on. Mm. Um, a few years back, uh, called Vintage Stories. I think I changed the name of the podcast like three times in the <laughs> middle of doing it over the course of many years. Uh, but I am not a professional podcaster, if you will. I'm a winemaker uh, by trade. That's how I make my bones. And I have uh, a few wines under the Daniel Brennan umbrella called Decibel Junta and Testify. And yeah, I got a little shop in town and uh, make it's wines. It's a great little shop in town. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're in downtown Hastings, by the way. Mm-hmm, where it all in, happens. In a studio I did not know existed, and I live literally a minute away, and I've driven by it, I don't know, every day for the last year and a half, and didn't know it was here. It's so amazing what you'll find. Hastings is full of surprises, oh, that's yes. for sure. And definitely taking the heat off of Napier these days. All the tourists are saying that. All the cool people are coming over to Hastings. To Hastings. You know, yep. I think they're already here. I shouldn't say that, but now, like some of the second wave of cool, they're, they're proud and out. That's right. But Hastings. you've been here a long, long time. It's my town. It's my it's my place. It's my Tudunga Wai Wai. This so, is my my spot. I've been here since I was ten. Amazing. I know. On and off. You know, like I. So yeah, about you. What do you do again? Well, I'm a um, I'm a wine writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been doing that for. 22 years or so, you know, or not, I mean, you know, these days I don't write much in the way of long copy, like the old days. I, um, I do more because, you know, the media is like, there's hardly any wine space out there in magazines and newspapers anymore. So it's kind of shrunk down to, they've chopped it up into little snackable, um, Mm. segments. So it's mostly just reviewing, um, kind of critiquing. You basically that kind of just thing. have a TikTok account. That's all I basic. You do. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. what I've. That's what I've been reduced to. But um, yeah, it's monetized so, though, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of just have an opinion on a few things, and you know. Pe- you know, pear wine with food, she's, but I have a company. She's downplaying herself. She's a pro. <laughs> she's been doing this for years. I've been doing it for a long time, but I do have a great little wine business, a, um, a tech-based personalized wine subscription service called winefriend.co.nz, and... Um, We've been going about 10 years now. I'm the chief. 10 years? Not 10 years. 10 years kind of, no, 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 seven years, eight Uh, years, eight eight years, years, eight years. Um, So I'm the co-founder and chief tasting officer. God, that was eight years ago when you did that thing in Black Barn. That's the thing. Damn. Oh, a long time ago. So, um, and it's it's rocking. And we've had some of you, oh, sorry, I keep knocking my mic stand. That's what it sounds like when I'm knocking my mic stand. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm like um, David Bellamy, you know, that botanist who can't talk without moving his hands? Mm, I've seen him. I'm the female version of that. So I do apologize, listeners. Um, Most importantly, you are uh, classing this operation up with a fancy New Zealand accent. So all my friends uh, and folks back in uh, Philly (laughs) were like, wow, did you hear this fancy person that Dan's doing a podcast with now? Stop it. So professional. Stop it. You know? So that's exciting for me. 
Okay. Uh, also exciting. <laughs> Apparently, we're going to try to sneak in 17 different segments in 45 <clears throat> minutes. But so we uh, should get started. What's um? Okay. Where do you want to? Where do you want to kick this? Kick it in the in the guts, Trev. As um, we would say. Well, we could probably start there in. Um, you know, some trying to explain something. Uh, what were we going to call it? Dis- uh, ignorant immigrant. Well, which I think is a tad harsh. It is harsh, especially on me since I'm the immigrant. You're the immigrant. Um, so, what was the other what other potential names for it? Well, <laughs> which are going to be harsher? I have, I have a feeling. A dumb but documented alien. Okay, um, so I'm dumb. Okay. <laughs> I was literally, I literally just went to Word Hippo and um, and found some words. Unfamiliar foreign body, um, naive newcomer, if you will. It's kind of like naive. an AMA. Even though I've been here fifteen years, I still don't uh, understand a lot. Uh, and I am it's a, a citizen to... now too. That oh, happened uh, not long ago, uh, and uh, much to the uh, much to the fact that my great grandfather, particularly on my Irish side, is not rolling in his grave. There was no ceremony because of COVID, so uh, I didn't have to hail to the Queen. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> so no yeah. hailing to the Queen, no bowing to the King. Yeah, just, now just it done. Been Piece of paper. Bowing to the King. I know that's tough for all of us to get used to, but um, so I thought this segment would be maybe not necessarily like messing up an accent, which let's be honest, uh, everybody uh, has messed up things like deck and dick with you guys. Yes. So Fanny's a good one. Fanny, words like that. I mean, those are faux pas by any tourist mm. that can happen. Mm. Uh, one time with an English woman, I was told to go in the other room and grab a big, big rubber. And uh, I realized uh, she, meant, she meant something else and yeah. not what I was thinking. And I was in shock. But eraser means eraser. Yeah, means eraser. Um, <laughs> but more of the things like... I still can't get used to saying the word school for only certain things. Like school? my daughter goes to school. Yeah. But I'm supposed to say, like when I was at EIT, I was supposed to say tech or uni. Otherwise, ah. I sound like a child. Oh. And I found that out. Okay. Like after telling people, I'm in school and I was 31. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. So so Kiwis have been hassling you about that. So when you uh, say Well, they school. used to. When I used to, they say, what are you doing here? And I'd be like, well, I'm at school and yeah. I'm studying winemaking. And then they were like, you sound like you're 12, you know? Oh, okay. So now I'm thinking about all the American TV shows and movies and things that I've ever seen. And if someone's at university, they say they're going to – I'm going to college. school. Yeah, I'm going, going to, to college. Yeah, going away to school. I'm um, going away to school. Um, I went I went to school and, I yeah. Like, I so feel like it's you're mocking my accent. Now. I kind of am, but I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to, but it's a thing. So, no, we don't say that. We say school when you're – when you are a child. Like, yeah. um, it, No, actually even – like um, primary school, you mm. know, like a little child. Yeah. Because when you get a little bit older, when you're like nine – or or ten, and you go to intermediate. Any any self respecting kid will say, "I'm at intermediate." Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, they do. I'm kinda at intermediate because it's a thing. It's it kind down. of yeah. It's like your next high school or something. Yeah, and, and then high school. school. Yeah, so we say intermediate. You say middle school, um, and okay. then it's uni. Okay. It's just it's university after that. Yeah, it is uni. Or, te- then, or yeah, tech, I'm at or... tech, but yeah, mm, yeah, it's a little. Well, people just say I'm a student. I yeah, I mean, I'm a student of the game. We're I mean, all students, mate. I'm, I'm like, you know, always a student of the game. You know what I mean? I'm always studying up. You know. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, all right, well, that that's sort of that, okay. that that helps a little bit. I, I probably had some other specific examples involving like sausage rolls or something. You know, oh, um, sausage rolls. Oh, I know. Right. Maybe this could be another uh, bone to pick, or maybe it's not even foreign. At all, and it's just a new thing. So I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with fix and fog, right? The, uh, oh, the peanut butter? Yeah, the peanut yep. butters or the everything butters and yes. the spicy butter and all that. I just got a Christmas gift from one of our uh, suppliers that was very, very nice. Wrapped labels. Shout out. Um, <laughs> and they put all this cool stuff in it, you know, jellies and So it was like and, a hamper. Yeah, is that... Okay, that's a term I've never. Uh, hamper is where I put my dirty clothes. So what's a hamper? Oh no, my god! In New Zealand, it's a. It's Aaron is a Aaron is cracking up in the booth. So a hamper is okay. Kiwis, how do I describe this? It's like a basket 
that you put random stuff in, but they could be random things that relate to a theme. Like it could be delicatessen oh. stuff. Like you know, there might be a bottle of wine, some olive mm, oil, some mm. crostini, maybe some salami, or I don't know, figgy jammy stuff, or chocolates, or whatever. Or it could be a hamper for. I know. Let's say if you had a, just had a baby, right? You just had a baby not so long ago. Well, two, two years ago. Yeah, old, uh, 18 months ago. 18 months ago. And, um, you know, you, I could have sent you a hamper which had baby stuff in it. Starting, like, it, starting to wonder why you didn't. Blank, I, you no, know. I, yeah, it was um, not front of mind, apparently. So yeah. was about that. Um, so it's a thing. It's like a basket or a box of stuff. Random stuff that's kind of all bound up in like cellophane or some kind of wrapping, yeah. so that you can see all the cool stuff in it. And a lot of places will use hampers for raffles, like for fundraising. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like for example, the doggy daycare yeah. that I send my dogs to every now and again has got this massive hamper, mm-hmm. which is actually spelled H A M P E R which should be hamper yes. if I had a proper accent, but in New Zealand it's hamper. <laughs> um, oh, so it's like this massive dog bed, like with all these dog treats and dog stuff and leads and muzzles and everything all piled on there and it's all wrapped up in cellophane and yeah. you pay a dollar a ticket to see if you could win all the stuff in your yeah, I hamper. Think we, I think we just call it a gift basket, but that's interesting now. Well, it is How a gift I basket. How I never heard hamper. 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 Uh, again, mm. where I would put my dirty clothes. We just call that a laundry basket. So, laundry you, so it's kind of a crisscross. You call the hamper a gift basket. We call the your hamper a laundry basket. Yeah. I guess I would laundry. call the laundry basket when the clothes are clean and they're in the basket that you hold. Oh, that's the washing basket. See? Oh, God. <laughs> Semantics. God damn it. But it's but stuff we, i got to learn, you know? Well, it is stuff you need to learn if you're going to be a citizen, you know? Fifteen years in. Right, Thank God I didn't, I didn't go to my uh, ceremony. <laughs> I didn't even finish the thing about fixing fog. But. Oh, no, no. Tell me. Sorry. I cut you off. Oh, it was just that they put in this thing called cookie butter, which mm-hmm. I had never heard of before. Is that a thing or did they just make that up? I think they might have made it up because is it, it what tastes like cookies? It, it tastes which like – Which we call biscuits, by the way. Oh, yeah. See, there's another <laughs> – um, that's it's, a whole new. Po- that's yeah, a whole new. That's segment. a different. That's yeah. a different podcast. Um, it's like kind of gooey, mushy, like drizzly. You drizzle it on. Like my daughter had this. She go, "Why don't you drizzle it on apples?" My seven year old. And I was like, oh, "That's a great idea. Actually, that's oh. perfect for that. It'd be like the consistency of almost a syrup. Like icing. No, syrup? it's 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 more like syrupy, but it's like thick and gooey kind of, and uh, it's fucking delicious. And I'm mm. pretty angry with them because I feel like they've gone off a cliff now. Well, I'm a bit angry that you didn't bring it in. <laughs> Some cookie butter. Doesn't it just like two of the best words combined into one product? So it is. So anyway, that's my fix and fog plug. But I feel like it's kind of like when, you know, I don't know if you've heard about America. We don't have the healthiest food there. But when we uh, started doing uh, cookie dough in ice cream, I think we invented that. We invented mm. some really mm. awesome Thanks things that. like that. And to me – that was when humanity basically quit as a society or as a culture. We quit by mm. putting cookie dough into ice cream. Uh, we just kind of gave up. So yeah. anyway, that's the moment I think fixing fog is at now. I hope they come back for me now. But I do I love I do love cookie butter. Cookie butter sounds good. And we'll be right back. You know how sometimes you know that you want to explore different wines. Um, to break out of your comfort zone, but you've only got so much money and you don't want to risk spending money on something that might not be right for you. You know, like um, when you go into the supermarket, you look at all these bottles of wine and there are lots of bottles. You know, it's a minefield out there. You look at the bottles and there aren't that many clues on those bottles as to whether the wine is going to suit your individual palate. And we all taste wine differently, right? You know, one person's dry wine is another person's medium sweet wine. You know, it's all different. And often you'll see bottles that have lots of shiny stickers and medals on them from competitions and stuff. And you think, oh, that that wine must be good because it's got all those medals on it. But when you actually spend the money open the bottle at home, taste it, you think, oh, it's too dry for me, or oh, it's too sweet, oh, it's not that great. But the bottle next to it, which maybe doesn't have all the metals and things on it, was perfect. Now, you're not going to know that, 
but I'm going to know that. And my name is Yvonne, and I'm the Chief Tasting Officer and Co-Founder of winefriend.co.nz. And we are New Zealand's favourite personalised wine subscription service. And we've been around since 2015. And what we do is we match wines to people. So I taste and my team taste a huge amount of wines from all across New Zealand and all across the world. And we catalog them into specific styles and varieties and all those good things that are going to match with individual people. So we'll put together a box of wines for you, and it could be three or six or 12 wines that are going to suit just your individual tastes. So it's super easy to get involved. You go to winefriend.co.nz, fill out a very, very simple, very fun little eight-question survey, which is kind of comprised of questions that tell me about how your palate works. Right, So it asks you about the foods you eat, the seasonings you use, the things that you drink, um, the way that you take your coffee, for instance. Once I've got that information, I match up that information with the other details that you're going to give me. Things like, or, you know, we ask you all the different wines that you choose normally, like you might choose sparkling wine, you might love Sauvignon, you might love Pinot Gris, you might love a Syrah or a Shiraz or a Pinot. So there's this huge list of every kind of wine style. You tick all those boxes and then we take all of that information and put that into a little palette profile just for you. And then we send you a selection of wines and you can then rate those wines. We love it when you rate the wines. Tell us what you think or just click an emoji and there's love hearts, smiley faces, average faces and sad faces. And we know from your feedback what we're going to send you next time. So we get we kind of go on this little wine journey with you so that every time one of the little wine friend boxes arrives on your doorstep, you're going to know that it's just tailored to you. You can feel confident in that. So it takes all the hassle and the guesswork out of choosing great wines. You don't even need to think about it. We have three different tiers that you can subscribe to. There's Easy Every Day, there's Treat Yourself, there's Icons and Innovators. And you have your own account, so you can privately change um, the different subscriptions that you're on. You can change the number of reds, whites, rosés, whatever that you get. Um, So it's totally flexible. It's super easy. And I can't think of anything more fun than choosing wine for you. So go to winefriend.co.nz. You can use the promo code Yvonne, that's Y-V-O-N-N-E, to get 24% off your first subscription case. So there you go, winefriend.co.nz. Tell your friends and become a friend. And on with the show. Okay, it's called, uh, the next segment is called Get on the Good Foot because okay. I'm a James Brown fan and I love good news. And so this is this is what I've, I've written down. It's supposed to be a good news segment, like a little snippet of something that we've heard this week that um, brings us a little bit of joy. So um, I was going to say that today is um, New Zealand's Secret Santa Twitter opening day, but because people won't be listening to this until possibly January, Mm. that makes no sense. But there's a cool thing called Secret Santa on Twitter. Have you heard of it? I've heard of Secret Santa, and I've definitely heard of Twitter. So there's this thing, and it's really nice. So New Zealand Twitter has this thing called Secret Santa where um, they um, you. Sign up to this. Two people kind of invented this, or it might be more. They um, invented this little, like, an app slash web page where you can register for Secret Santa. So you kind of say, I want to be a part of this. And then they assign, they they gather all the names of all the people that want to be part of Secret Santa, and then they assign you, like, a random person in New Zealand somewhere, right, that you buy a gift for or make a gift for or, you know, something. And you send that person anonymously, obviously, because it's Secret Santa. But they get their address? You get their address, only you privately. So on the app, once you've registered, you will then get your assigned person and their address and stuff. This doesn't result in stalking or or I'm hoping not. (laughs) I'm really hoping not. But you get their address and you... and you're supposed to use the hashtag, um, um, hashtag uh, Secret Santa NZ, right? And or NZ Secret Santa, and you offer clues 
on Twitter about the things that you like. Like uh, I like, okay. you know, um, Fix and Fog. Fix and Fog, you know, yeah, cookie yeah. butter, or I like, you know, um, gothic art, or I don't, whatever. Okay. Um, Paddington Bear, or uh, whatever, Rupert Bear Books, who knows. Um, so you offer these little hints, hoping that your Secret Santa giver is going to... Beer. Yeah. <laughs> that they're going to pick up on those clues and use them to send you a thing. And so, and you can monitor where your secret Santa is, like, oh, it's been sent. Oh, it's tracking. Oh, oh it's... Oh. But if there's a delay in the person who's sending you the secret Santa, they tell you, they're like, oh, this person has struggled to get to the post office or hasn't been able to do it, so just wait All a couple Twitter? of days. It's private Twitter, on private messaging. Oh, PR. Private okay. messaging, DM. Right? you got to slide into the DMs. That's what you have to do. Okay. And then on December the 20th, every year, technically every New Zealander that's been involved in Secret Santa that year opens their gift, right, mm. and puts a photo of their gift on Twitter. Like I bought mine. This is mine. Hold okay, on. okay. Don't hit the microphone. I'm not now. hitting the microphone. I'm just kind of grabbing it from under the table. And Professional operation we have I know, here. I know, I well, know. A lot of this. show prep. So, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, I know. So someone sent me this. It's got my name on it. Great it's Christmas got bag. Santa on it. It's a Christmas bag. And inside is a present, which I... I is wrapped as well. It's wrapped. So you're going to unwrap it right now? Well, I don't know. Do you think I should? I think you 100% okay, should. Okay, all right. I'm so curious. I'm wrapping it. I'm unwrapping it. So this is cool. And it just... It's a great... Oh, sorry. <laughs> There's the microphone again. The pop sock's gone. Okay. So I love this concept because it's a great little bit of nice news in a time when there's not a lot of nice news. Oh, there's always oh, good news. You just have to look for it. There's a little card. I'm just going to open it. Can I read it to you? You read the card to me. Okay. While I it's open a lovely the card with the sailboats on the front. <clears throat> it says, Dear Yvonne, have a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. Aww. Your Secret Santa 2022. That's so sweet. All right. All right. Let's see how, what they thought. Oh. It's a two-parter. It might oh. even be. It's a three-parter. Oh, it's... It's stuff. Look, it's stuff. I've got two tins cookies. of things and another wrapped oh, thing. Oh, what could that be? What could this be? Oh. It's a spatula. Oh, spatulas are... Yeah, you can always use a second one. I love a good ones. spatula. Plus, spatula is a great word, you know? I wrote that on my hints. Really? Yeah, I said I love a good spatula. I just like saying spatula. Spatula is a great word. Yeah. Okay, what's in here? Oh, it's... It's, it's got sellotape on it. Yeah, this looks a little homemade, which I'm kind of – now I'm really oh, curious. This, I don't know. You know. This could be the last podcast we ever – I can't do <laughs> this it. This could be the end of the studio. I can't open it because it's actually all sellotaped up. Oh, my God. And this is not going to translate well on air. So right. um, let's just say that my wonderful Secret Santa gave me something homemade, two little tins of stuff, which I'm shaking and they sound kind of crumbly. It better be cookies. I so mean, I'm let's pretty be honest, sure it's, you know. it's biscuits. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, biscuits. And a spatula. Yeah. So there we go. Thank you, Secret Santa New Zealand. So that's my that's my good foot thing. Oh, no, and I've got one more. Okay. Can I tell you one more? Oh, sure. This, this is good is news. This is the best. This is the good news. So on TikTok. Yes. Uh, you um, are. This morning. This is on your TikTok. This is on my TikTok. <laughs> okay. This morning. Yeah. I found a video. Okay. Of Stone Cold Steve Austin oh, and The Undertaker mm -hmm. doing a wine tasting. Really? How long ago was that from? Oh, it's recent. Oh, it's recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's recent. It's new. Like, that. it's a thing. And I thought The Undertaker retired. He probably has, but he hasn't retired from tasting wine. Yeah. And I would put it on, I would show you, but my phone is what's recording us at the moment, so I can't even oh, show sorry. you the video on my phone. But maybe in the in the editing, we can, I can play you some of the audio. I can um, Google it now. Google it now. Go Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's on the, double, it's on the, um, at WWE. Um, if it's, TikTok. if it's, if it's, oh, here it is. Undertaker and Stone Cold taste new Undertaker wine. That's why they've got, ah. uh, they've got the Undertaker wine. Everybody's getting in the game. You know play what I mean? Play it, play it. Can it, will it play? Uh, yeah, he's hooked up. He's got the audio at least. You could, we could at least catch some audio from it. Look at the goddamn Undertaker. I, I love it because he starts out going, look at the legs, look at the legs. Uh, now, I'm th now I'm 3G, so I'm not, uh, That's not, not, recording. Load, not loading too fast, but it could just start to play in a second. Um. Okay, talk amongst yourselves. Well, we could read this. The Undertaker apparently has a Cab Franc, a Sab Blanc, and a um, Yeah, I'm Stone. Oh, here you go. Cold Steve Austin. I'm Steve Austin. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Sommelier. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
Yeah, it's gonna. It's uh, it's a bit of a delay there. Is it buffering? A bit? It is buffering. Damn, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I could just listen to that <laughs> clip. I might have to take that one out for one of our drops. <laughs> I can't believe he's introducing the segment too. Um, I love yeah, his last. His last line is classic. I won't spoil it for you, but his last line on the tasting is fantastic. Stone Cold wine tasting. These are all like the hashtags. Yeah. Underneath. So look it up. Look up um, WWE Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wine tasting undertaker. Because I'm a wrestling kid from way back. Like, I used to watch. Nice. I didn't w- know that. You know, back when it was WWF. I know all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, in the 90s, it would be, like, Friday night, WWF, and then The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, no, it was Married with Children. Oh, of course. And then WWF, and then The Simpsons. Yeah, I think it went that way. I went great. to two um, WWF things back in the day, like, live events no at way. the Spectrum in Philadelphia. Uh, and one of them was um, Andre the Giant and Big John Stud, and that was incredible. Uh, but the funnier story was the second time we went was when Hulk Hogan was like all the rage, yeah. right? So he yeah. he was um, going to wrestle. I can't. It could have been Big John Stud again, or, or somebody. I can't. So Rowdy Roddy Piper. Randy Randy and then, Piper. But in the pre one of the pre matches. There was one of the, the, what do they call them, like the rubes, you know, the guys who were just, you know, they're going to lose. They show up with no yeah. costume and yeah. just like blue shorts and blue boots. Is that what they called rubes? I don't know. If there's a name for them, you know, I forget. Their, yeah, there, there's a real name. I'll think of it. But they, uh, one of the guys' name, they introduce and then they're on to introducing one of the stars. And my dad was standing there. He goes, hold on a second. Give me those binoculars. Because we were like up in the rafters, mm-hmm. you know, basically. And he puts them on. He's like, holy shit. And I'm like, what's the matter? He's like, he went to, he played football with the guy that was in the match. Mike Rotunda, his name was. Oh. Who ended up becoming the IRS man. You better pay your taxes. So <laughs> he, was, he was a celebrity. Yeah, he became a celebrity like oh. five, eight years later, you know. But he had to work the circuit for and a while. he was your dad's football fan. He was a, well, he was on the team. But he was also a wrestler at Syracuse University. So go. my dad was like, he was laughing so hard. He's like, I can't believe. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm seeing right now. Crazy. But, but it was a big deal. It was called Spectrum mm. Wrestling, and then mm. it would show on Saturday mornings and so stuff. So there, you know, who would have thought, who would have thought back then that, that right here and now in the year 2022 that we would see Stone Cold Stone Steve Cold. and The Undertaker, you know, swirling, swirling their wine. He was all the rage by the time I was at uni, and then it was like yeah, hilarious. It was now. too funny. Um all right, I'll What's check that yours? out. What's have yours? You have you got a um, good foot for a this A good foot. Um, this episode? Yeah, I probably do. Was I supposed to No, you don't one? have to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always an optimist. You know, I always have mm-hmm. some, some good news out there. Probably the best news of my life is the supply chain issues are starting to ease a little bit. <laughs> And things are arriving in other countries nice. and stuff like that. You know, it makes, getting me, through. it makes me feel warm inside, you know. Nice. Um, but uh, no, probably more on, um, yeah, I don't know. That's okay. Think about it. We, we'll move on. We'll All move right, on to yeah, the next one. On. We've got another segment. You had two good newses. So yeah, yeah, good. I did have two, so I'm, I made up for it. So um, this next one was kind of your your idea for wine, like sort of started out like social media kind of mm. fails. With regards to the wine industry, which is going to be tough if we, if we don't have the uh, the internet going full go, but that's okay. We can mm. talk about it. We can talk about it because um, people that are listening to this will be they'll be all over it. They'll be on on they'll be on the instas. They'll be on the twitters. They'll be on the Facebook machines. They'll be on the mastodons and the and and the and the um, the, the TikTokers and the they um, can send us telegrams. Their um, their ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To they can. Y N D podcast at gmail.com so super easy w or no y a n d d podcast at gmail.com on the d the two d's in a row it's tricky it could be tricky for mm. some of our audience <laughs> it's um, okay we'll figure it out we'll we'll put a caption on the um on the youtube yeah so send if you have some uh some ideas mm. and this could be any drinks related see i've thing. got something though oh good well, i've what got, got i've got a total yawn Okay. Um, which really makes my toes curl. And it's a trend, I don't know if you've seen it, mm. on TikTok okay. at the moment. Well, it's been going for a couple of weeks now. <sighs> it's the TikTok trend called hashtag wine and rain. 
Uh, yeah. I've seen these, so but I didn't know there was thing. a trend. So yeah. it's a trend, right? So it's mostly young women who sit outside, fully clothed, wearing sunglasses. The sunglasses are important. Sure. In the torrential rain, or as some of these clips are, you know, the torrential hose, like there's someone out of shot just kind of squirting them with a hose, you know. Sounds like there's a lot of torrential hose up in this piece. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought you were really saying that for a second. (laughs) There are too many torrential hose in the world. Um, So what they do, they sit outside, fully clothed, they're wearing sunglasses in the torrential rain, um, and they... They pour red wine all over their oh. face and chest. Oh, it's like a slam kind of. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. And it's all done to the soundtrack of George Michael's Careless Whisper. So you can only do it to Careless Whisper. Which one is, is that? Uh, got I'm no never rhythm. Gonna dance yeah, yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Guilty feelings. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay, yeah. Um, so that's what they do. So it's the thing. So the careless whisper comes on. There's the rain. They're fully drenched. They're wearing their sunnies. They they pour a glass and then they tip the glass and the bottle all over their face I've and chest. I've seen somebody do it with a giant glass. On yeah, 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 yeah. There are people doing it with all sorts of glasses. I mean, there are a couple of dudes doing it, but mostly it's the women. And I'm just, I don't know what to think about it. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a wet t-shirt Yeah, I was, I didn't want to go there, but I was going to say, is this an excuse to possibly for your Insta models, TikTok models to kind of get an extra hashtag in with wine somewhere? And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually they're kind of indirectly going Mm. in that direction. Mm. Every so often there's something trend Mm. that you go, everybody can do this, not just... A model. <laughs> Not just a model. And believe me, plenty of people that aren't models are doing it, but I just don't. It's like a waste of perfectly yeah. good wine. Well, maybe the wine's crap, you know. Maybe uh, it's Steve Austin wine they're pouring down. It's the Undertaker's the, wine. Oh, sorry, the Undertaker wine. Which doesn't sound like Undertaker wine. Sounds kind of dark. Well, I think maybe they're going on the, the what is it, 19 crimes. And, uh, uh, and then there's like some real... Um, Kind of, what's that? What do they call Halloween in Mexico? The uh, the Day of the Dead. There's like Day um, of the Deadish kind of wines out there with okay. like skull and crossbones okay. and all that kind of. So I, I can see it. Oh hey, look! If it gets people trying wine, um, that's good. Yeah, that's I mean, good. let's be honest. All those WWF kids, uh, most of which have not spoken to a woman in 30, 40 years since they're uh, been in their mom's basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might. Get into Cabernet. They could, and then next It'll thing you know, doors. they could. They got some game. You know, they could yep. go. You know, I'm really into Undertaker wine. And then mm-hmm. uh, when they're speaking to whoever they speak to online, uh, maybe they could actually have a face to face meeting with a human person and a, over a glass of wine. Yep. See, we've fixed. We've we've added some love into the world. That was my uh, on the good foot for today. Is that um, some lonely. Uh, incel somewhere mm, mm. is going to make a connection because of this Undertaker wine. And, but, you know, the poor incels, they need all the help they can get, don't yeah. they? Yeah, well, oh, bless you them. Know. Um, right, segment four. Now, this is your one. This is You've called this the powers that be, oh, yeah, which makes how... me instantly think of Flavor Flav and yeah. Public Enemy, you know, fighting the fight the power that they Okay, this but, is, yeah, this is could be this potentially, um, first of all, I am slowly but surely we'll have more intros for you um i need to get on my garage band i'm not going to waste a ron's time uh with with my intros i don't have an intro for this one yet also because i have a feeling we're gonna uh change the names of some of these as mm. they go on but the, mm. you suggestions know, welcome yes so. though the next if we do um pulling the curtain back i thought that was i've got that intro nailed um, okay, but the I powers the powers that be, um, uh, I thought it was something that you know we could you know update for legal and yeah. kind of things that are going on. Uh, I have one that is happening right now, and it's actually in Parliament. And this could possibly help me with my New Zealand civics lessons now that I'm a a citizen. Sure. But apparently, a bill has been introduced, which is crazy that it's not uh, legal already, but for winery cellar doors to be able to charge people for tasting. Stuart Nash, uh, don't know much about the guy, Napier, uh, member of parliament. um, He's the member of parliament for um, the Labour Party of New Zealand in Napier. 
Apparently, he must like wine because loves he loves his wine. Yeah, so he loves his wine. He's introduced this mm. bill. It sounds like most people would support it. And it sounds like a no brainer, but I'm sure there's going to be some teetotalers mm. who are. Uh, uh, so explain say, explain what the what the bill is and why it's at, why it's out of date and why it needs changing. Well, me. I think it's. Probably, if I had to guess, this is probably what happened was um, there was a lot of crazy restrictive alcohol laws 50 years ago. A lot of people, if you're not from New Zealand or Australia for that matter, they had stuff like, you know, the pub had to close at 6 o'clock. True. So everybody would just slam beers until 6 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, and then, and then that hose the inside of the pub down. Yeah, and they just and they pee went. wherever they wanted. Yeah. And it was pretty much bedlam. Uh, and it, it, and I'm guessing at some stage they said, oh, well, there's all these wineries popping up now. They should be able to pour their wine. Um, but they need to serve food. And I'm guessing the compromise, because there's alcohol mm. involved, the compromise was if you don't charge and it's just a free tasting, then that's fine. There's mm. no money exchanged. Blah, blah, blah. Well, what's happened now is everybody just gives a free tasting and the winery gets no money. The cellar doors don't seem to have the growth they probably should have. Uh, the only way around the law is if you serve food, and there's a lot of tasting rooms and wineries and vineyards mm-hmm. that want to sell their own wine that uh, don't have the capacity to do food, no. and they're just say, yeah, you know. And there's a lot of rules and regulations when it comes to serving yeah, food as well. So absolutely. That's, so there's a, there are two types of licenses, or the two main types of licenses in New Zealand if you operate a um, an alcohol business, let's mm. say. There's like an on license, which is where people – buy the wine and consume the wine on the premises. Mm -hmm. And then there's an off license, which is like if you're a shop or a cellar door where people come in, they can um, taste the wine or or beer or whatever and buy a bottle and take it away. They can't consume it. Fuck off. Get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can't (laughs) consume it on the property. (laughs) So from, from what I understand, and I don't know this because I'm not in your business, but the the on-license people have to serve – they can charge for tastings if they serve food. And it's essentially a restaurant or yeah, a wine It's a restaurant bar. or whatever. But the off-license people can't charge for tastings because they're not serving food and people aren't consuming it on the premises or something crazy like that. Yeah, I think basically they Just think so – they, they're, they're trying to avoid the fact – they're trying to avoid us turning into a wine bar without food. Mm. But mm. the fact of the matter is, is we're the ones actually producing it. We just want to show what we produced and we just want to pour tastings. Yeah, it's a try before you buy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just that's all it's it a no-brainer. And if, if we can <clears throat> charge, a, you know, and everybody can charge what they want, but even if you just charge 20 bucks and you can taste through – uh, six wines or whatever it is. Mm. I think anybody would pay that, and it's very reasonable, especially if there's some gorgeous wines in there. And um, you and it's know. an experience. You know, you're tasting the wine, you're meeting the winemaker in your case, mm. um, you're learning about the wines, you know, from someone or, or a group of people behind the cellar door that know what they're talking about. They're educating you. Um, and, and cellar doors have already been deemed the lowest risk. Totally. And it's wine. So, you know, they're, it's, it's classy. It's, it's right. It's classy. It's fancy, like <laughs> it's I said fancy. earlier. And, uh, and everybody who has a cellar door already mm-hmm. has to go through alcohol management, blah, 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 training. You need a manager on duty. So it's not like we're just like going out in the snow blind here. We're, we're and opening every bottle under the yeah, sun and forcing yeah. people to, no, to we're, drink it. It's, uh, it. It is something that mm. uh, there's already – things in place to say like, no, we're not just going to be mm. getting everybody hammered or whatever, even though that's not mm. typically what we'd want to do and yeah. give away our product for free. Exactly. Particularly since with COVID and everything, it's, you know, wine tourism's taken such a hit. Mm. We should be doing everything we can to encourage people to get back out there and go visiting their local wineries. Um, I think some with which that, are so tiny that they literally can't. Yeah, agree. And, but even those tiny ones or even the smaller, the medium ones, if there was a fee and we just said, well, they're all mm. coming through and they're going to pay just a very small fee mm. to taste these beautiful wines that I'm sure everybody has, <laughs> uh, that we could actually pay to have a staff member there 
to do it and guide you through. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people don't have cellar doors, which is a real shame because it is so costly. Yep. It's a massive marketing cost. You know, you've got to pay someone to be there or it's your own time. And, you know, you've got you've got family, you've got stuff, you know, yep. got other things to do. And, you know, you've got to pay the overheads and the power, everything. It's yeah. a big deal. So I think everyone is okay with the idea of paying for tastings as long as it's a great experience that they're getting. Um, they know they're supporting a good business. Perhaps there's some small discount that they get should they decide to walk away with a bunch of bottles. You know? It's called being grown-ups and having a business. That's what it is. <laughs> and then if you don't like it, you just don't come. You know? Exactly. But being exactly. able to not allow the charge is pretty crazy. So anyway, hopefully the uh, – teetotalers in parliament who are they're going to ask a few questions and hopefully it goes through i imagine by the end of the year maybe yeah. hopefully for next season yeah um and if whoever doesn't pass it uh we're going to find out we're going to dox them and we're <laughs> gonna, <laughs> the wine industry is going to stalk you stalk you <laughs> uh and if whoever does pass it uh we're going to give you a free tasting yeah. next time you come to decibel central in downtown hastings i might so send them a secret center pay attention to that uh if you are an advocate for uh the wine industry and mm. the winemakers and the vineyard people and all the things that are beautiful about the wine industry in New Zealand, uh, tell your local uh, member of parliament, say, yeah. hey, man, make this happen. Exactly, you know? exactly. Let me pay money. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Decibel Wines is the newest tasting room in the best block of Hastings City on the East Block, where it's all happening. We're right in the heart of the action with, uh, you know, the distillers and the common room and a bunch of great restaurants and other uh, great shops in the, as our neighbors in the area. There's something for everyone in our shop, though, with 18 wines available under the Decibel Junta and Testify collections. We're treating podcast listeners to a 15% discount. That's pretty, that's pretty good. On our website, with the code PODCAST15 at checkout, head to decibelwines.com and use the promo code PODCAST15. I believe that's all caps. Uh, you know, I moved to New Zealand all alone in 2008 and started making these wines in 2009. I moved here with a dream and literally just a few bucks in my pocket. And it all started with a very small amount of Decibel Malbec, Sauvignon Blanc, and of course Pinot Noir from Martinborough. I make all these wines, buying fruit from so many great growers around Hawke's Bay and Martinborough. Um, so please come visit us uh, when you're in Hawke's Bay. I'm usually in the shop hanging around. Uh, if I'm not there, there's some other great people helping out and know the story and know about all the wines or just visit decibelwines.com and use promo code podcast 15 at checkout for 15% off. Cheers. And now we're back. Right. What are we talking about next? Uh, well that it's sort of in that vein and Mm. maybe we don't do this every week, but, um, the next thing I wanted to do was to pull back the curtain. Ah. Time to pull back the curtain. Oh, <laughs> sorry, oh, that, that ran a, into the next that one. That was a sting. That was a, that was a sting. That was. Did that you want to hear that again? Saucy, you do it again. Did you want to hear it again? Yeah. I wasn't sure that even that was coming through your Just headphones. Ah, time to pull back the curtain. Gosh, it sounds so sexy. I know. I know. Well, we had to make it sound that way. <laughs> Because it's just boring stuff behind the scenes. And well, yeah. first of all, let's start with you because yes. I just did my little thing on the soapbox. Um, um, what's going on? What's going on in um, that you see behind the scenes in uh, consumers, uh, mm. supermarkets, yeah. uh, wine competitions? Uh, what else are you involved in? Well, there's, you wear a few hats I there, do, I do kind of a little uh, – yeah, I do sort of little bits of everything. This um, could be big international news. It could be, I don't oh, know, some goodness. stuff uh, mm. behind the scenes. I mean, shit, one day you texted me and had a bunch of penfolds in your – This is true. You know, and yeah. so, hey, this something's coming out. Yep. There's something new happening. Uh, um, you don't have to do this today, but just you know, you think okay, about it. this is good. I you can know, think about this. You know, that stuff is like, hey, mm. did you know mm. that, you know, next year and uh, mm. so, I don't know, you know. that. You well, there's about – I've got a bit of a, a nose thing, like my nose. Is blocked. Can okay, you? not really. Mm, okay. You sound Sorry great. Okay, um, what is happening? Well, whew, 
Well, we all know that um, that the Undertaker's releasing yeah, wine. That was a, that, um, this is crossing <laughs> so over. That was segment that was my crossovers. Thing. Um, I think. Oh, and there's of course there's the new um, the New Zealand um, the Aotearoa New Zealand Wine Awards is mm. our new major competition, which. You know, for 30-something years, we had the Air New Zealand Awards, and it was considered the most prestigious um, national show, you know, of its type down, you know, in in New Zealand. And we've we've got loads of wine competitions here, don't we? In New Zealand, we've got tons of We love a competition. We love a wine competition. All the regional competitions. We've got the Easter show. We've got... Um, the International Wine Show, and then we've got the Aotearoa New Zealand And the Hawke's Bay Wine Show. show. Yep, Hawke's Bay Wine Show, Marlborough Wine Show. There's just wine shows. They're they're just, they're crawling all over. Do they help? I think, um, do you know what? I think they do. I think they do in two respects. I think wine shows help in, for a start, the wines that end up doing well are able to put a little medal on yeah. the bottle, which attracts our little magpie eyes mm-hmm. to these bottles, and they go, ooh, that one's you know been deemed by a bunch of judges to be sure, pretty sure, tasty. Sure, I'll sure. give that a go. So it's Push some over the edge maybe p- too. You exactly. Know. Yeah. You know, pushes people into trying something that maybe they wouldn't normally try. Um, competitions are a great little kind of hothouse um, breeding ground for – wine tasting talent mm. you know if you're a, a wine student or um just you've just gone into the wine industry to work maybe in Salahand or something and you know you are loving the the you're loving wine you're learning about how to taste it you want to get better you want to you know learn from people that have been doing it for a long time learn how to hone your skills the competition um sort of Situation is a great way to do that because yep. there's a kind of hierarchical, aspirational thing within that. You start as a steward mm. in the back room, learning how everything works, and then you get associate. I've position. never done it. You've never done it. Oh, it's I fun. never really wanted to do it. It seems fun. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done. It's not for everybody. It's, yeah, it's I've done heaps of tastings yeah. and blind taste and blah blah blah, and I do all that, but. Uh, I think I just didn't have the time. Yeah, it and, does take a lot of time. Yeah. So you know, a, a show. Will be a day of your time, sometimes happy, two or three days. Happy to support and enter my um, wines yes. not here and there. <laughs> and so it's kind of, I think it's, I think it's good. It's good for training in the industry. I think it's gr- a great way to see trends and mm. styles and the effects of of vintage variation on certain styles. And um, yeah, it's really, it's really fun. I enjoy them. It's a lot of fun, but it's hard work. Really hard work on your teeth. Your teeth feel like baked beans by the end of a. End of, end of the Delicious. day, you know what a baked bean is, eh? You know they're yeah, kind of soft and porous, yeah. and yeah, yeah, they do. Pretty, yeah, pretty yeah, shattered yeah. after that. But um, yeah, no, I'm 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 all for wine shows and things like you know with with Dish Magazine, of which I'm the drinks editor. We have our own, um, <clears throat> excuse me, tasting panels. Mm. So it's like a mini competition where we bring in every issue we might highlight. Might be a particular style, like it could be Pinot Gris, or it could be Chardonnay, or Pinot Noir, or sparkling wine, or it could be a craft beer style. You mm. know, it could be like a dark beers or pilsners or something, or it could be cider, or or spirits. We're starting to do gin panels, vodka panels, New Zealand whiskey panels. How's your palate after that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exhausted. But you know, you learn so much. So yeah, we, I, we do I, that, I, and Cuisine Magazine do it, um, and yeah, that's that's kind of. Okay. What I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the show kind of system. Yeah. All right. I'm going to uh, keep checking in with you on mm. that as they pop up because they're kind of over for the year now, right? They sort of, yeah. they kind of go. I mean, I know the dish will do stuff throughout the yeah. year, but and Every cuisine issue. as well. But mm. um, the, the next one will be Easter, the Easter, Easter show. show. Yeah. Yes. The Royal Easter the Show. The Royal Easter Show. Is it still called Royal? I don't know. What, I never even knew why Someone it was will called Royal. Us. Well, apparently, a Royal show is endorsed by the Queen. I don't know. Someone will tell us why it's good. You should Google it. I don't know. Um, the other thing that I wanted to kind of pull back the curtain on for you, ask you this okay, question. Okay, yeah, bring it on. Is, and it's going to sound really, really basic, but in all seriousness, people, and I'm talking like readers of mm-hmm. you know my wine reviews and stuff, um, they ask me this question all the time. They go, Yvonne, you know, you said this wine smells like cherries and, and peaches or whatever, but when do they add those to the wine? Mm. Okay. So, you know, like my eyes roll back so far in my head that I can almost see my own optical nerve. But um, 
it's a very real thing. It's 100%. So, I just heard somebody saying this. As a, a winemaker? In a tasting room the other day. And uh, I came in. It's kind of a restaurant tasting room in Havelock. New place. Pretty cool. Um, next to Village Vineyards. You know, uh-huh. brother. You know. So yeah. uh, I walked in there uh, to speak to somebody. And they were engaged with two customers um, who were asking these questions. And they were like, I have peaches and nectarines. So is that in the one? You know, and I just went, I'm going to come back later. <laughs> I literally <laughs> left. I was like, this is going to be way too long. Oh, so essentially it's a big fat no. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but a fair enough question because we use the terminology pretty cavalier and, mm. oh, it's this and that. Oh, do you get this? Do you get those vanilla notes and mm. this and that? So there's a couple things going on. Uh, the main thing is fermentation, you know. So if you take the grape juice and you ferment it, it's not going to just taste like grape juice anymore. Obviously, there's alcohol in there and sometimes CO2. Mm. But all these secondary characteristics yeah. come out of it. And that's when you wouldn't, if you were to just taste a grape or even just have grape juice, um, and this is what Vitis vinifera, the variety, you know, the, um, wine, grape the, the wine grape that yeah. we make the most wine out of. It's not 100% around the world, but most of them. That's why they're so special yeah. and they do such a good job is they take on – um, even during flowering, you know, and even, you know, this time of year, all this rain. Um, but, you know, if there's a eucalyptus tree and a forest mm. next door, some of that oil during flowering yeah. is in the air and it gets so into So you're there. saying – so w- what you're saying is the different different grapes will give different – they share certain characteristics of their environment but maybe other – other fruits and things. Yeah, that, you so know. say – But, like, what stuff are you allowed to add to wine in New Zealand? Like, are there other things, like, you know, added yeah. additions? So that, that was a, sort of the second part I was right. going to say okay. is that the oak influence mm. a lot of times, in, particularly in red wine, but also in Chardonnay, adds toasty notes and brioche and, and vanillas and coconuts and all these things that are actually in the oak and they um, – you know, they become part of the wine right. as well. Yeah. And and we as humans, we can smell and taste these things at like, you know, one parts per million or per billion, depending on the, the compound. Yeah. Uh, it can be just so little in there, like vanillin, which is the compound that we think of as vanilla. Yeah. You know, we're pretty sensitive to that, or most people are. So if there's a little bit of that vanillin mm-hmm. um, compound in the oak, it's going to show in the wine. Yeah, and so you might say this, you know, there's – um, notes of vanilla, which if you're talking to a customer in your cellar door, they might go, does that mean there's vanilla in the wine? You go, mm. no, it's just a part. It just comes from the oak. I mean, no, it's... stupid. What are you thinking? <laughs> no, duh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's grapes. It's just grapes. Yeah, but the fermentation the is really things. important to it. And uh, you mentioned something else, too, which I kind of glazed over, which is the fingerprint of every wine. So Pinot Noir is like, a lot of times some version of a cherry, you know what yeah. I mean? It's going to be in there somewhere. Chenin mm. Blanc is some version of an apple. You know, it's going to be either Granny Smith apple or all the way into like bruised, overripe. Yeah. And then there's the know. classic, the, the the Syrah, you know, mm. Rotundone from Peppercorn, yep. you know, sharing that. And it's out. always like some version of it and it depends yeah. on the season and the soil mm. and the weather and all that kind of stuff. But the fermentation is part of the key to that, and that's where the winemaker comes in, where they're like, you know, we're, you know, maybe the temperature of the ferment, or how much we're extracting from the skins, because you know the red grapes mm-hmm. ferment on the skins, for instance. But it also can kind of happen in white wine too, because there's some solids in there yeah. too, and it's not just juice, but it's in the juice too. And that when that's the beauty and the sort of mystery of fermentation is that when it goes through this process, it comes out the other end, and you go, "Oh man, it's tasting like this and like that." And yeah, it we, kind of metamorphs. Yes, metamorphosizes. Yeah, meta- metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. Yeah, it changes yeah. heaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It changes heaps. Yeah. Right, thank you for that, for un- unveiling the uh, – pulling back the curtain. Pulling – hold on one more time. Oh, no, I played the wrong one. <sighs> time to pull back the curtain. Okay. That's our one intro we have ready for episode one, season one. Okay. Right. <laughs> Are we doing the next one? I don't even know. What's the next one? The next one is your music picks. Have you done a music pick? Um, yeah, I've week? got heaps of music picks. I mean, I can um, always riff and uh, and uh, talk about music. Um, yeah. 
Uh, and you know they're kind of. I was joking around about this sort of. Because why music? Because you you have a background. So Dan and I actually have um, past lives. Yes, we were past lives. Always in this in the music business. Yes, yeah. So um, we. This is how we kind of became friends, not just wine friends, but kind of music friends, is because we sort of realised we had lots in common with our old past lives when we were younger and mm-hmm. certainly for me skinnier um and more awake me too you know? <laughs> i don't know about more awake though <laughs> i slept on a lot of floors as a ma- manager of yeah, a band back yeah, in yeah. The day. so i kind of managed on uh, tour managed bands and yeah. worked for record companies and radio yeah. stations and mtv and that kind of stuff not not that cool for me but so. um mostly with one band out of new york and yeah but the indie music scene in america and canada Back in the late '90s, early 2000, mm. was pre um, Napster and pre Songster and all that stuff. Uh, you could actually not even be heard of or just played on college radio and make kind of a living. I mean, we mm. all had like other jobs, bartending and stuff like that, but you could just tour constantly and you know sell 500 bucks in CDs on a given night, and then all of a sudden that just went away. Went away, <laughs> and that was the beginning of the end. Um, but yeah, I'm having trouble. That's okay. So while up. you're finding your song, I um, have you heard of Amel and the Sniffers? No, but that sounds oh, fun. Oh my goodness, they're fantastic. So Amel and the Sniffers, my favorite song at the moment of theirs um, is called Guided by Angels. Now they're an Aussie, Australian kind of um, punk band. Okay. And um, I used to listen to Guided by Angels all the time. And this morning I was kind of snapped back to it after reading again something on Twitter. Um, there's a great writer and documentarian called John Ronson. He did this interview with Olivia Swash on this great site called the best the line of bestfit.com, which is kind of a, a top ten list, very similar to kind of what we're gonna possibly do with this cast. Um and so he came up well it was not top ten, it was top nine. And this is one of his favorite songs. And I'm like, oh my God, that's that song. I that hit that for you. song. You know, what is it called again? It's called Guided by Angels by Amel or Amel and the Sniffers. And oh my God, the vocalist Amy Taylor is just, she's amazing. She's a hurricane. She's got the best mullet of anyone, anywhere. She's the best front person, in my opinion, since like Debbie Harry and Johnny Rotten. It's like if Debbie Harry and Johnny Rotten had a love child. That punk influence is coming through. Yeah, yeah, it would be Amy Taylor. She is just, the energy and the drive, it's like, you know, Oh, uh, maybe I've seen this girl. I think I've Blonde seen. mullet, and she's she's like a rocket, and yeah, her voice is great, it. and her lyrics are just incredible. So um, I've just freaking loved that song. And Amon and Sniffers are great. I think I've um, did a great I know set exactly in Glastonbury. Talking. Yes, I yeah. think I've just seen some clips from that. Yeah, I posted something on Instagram. I think of um, a, a song must have been it because I just stalk your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> It's called Let Me Into Your Pub or something. Yeah, okay. I think I know exactly what you're talking about because mm. I definitely saw somebody who sounds exactly like that fronted by this hip chick that I was like, who are these guys? Yeah. Like, and, and, and um, I mean, the whole band are just – Yeah, uh, yeah, they were killing it. So. Yeah, so we need to kind of insert a little bit of a, a riff or two of one of these songs in there if we can, if we find it. Yeah, well, I'm sure we can find it, but uh, I don't know if uh, copyright issues will be oh. – yeah, we might be able to play a clip. I think we can play like ten seconds. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, like yeah. just a little, a little yeah. kind of thing, and then we'll, of course, we'll thank them. In the, this will in all the be done. In, yeah, sure. Perfectly above board. Perfectly so legal. My pick, which isn't got- brand new. Sorry, you've not finished. No. Oh, sorry. Uh, five minutes. Yeah. We got to end in five minutes. Kind of. Okay, good. There was um, A. Aaron doing. A. This. Aaron, cool. He's got us on the clock. Good. We need that. Uh, was this a young duo? called Domi and J.D. Beck, who um, I believe Domi is from Scandinavia somewhere and then went to Berkeley, and then J.D. Beck's from Texas, and they kind of hooked up. And they're kind of the new young kids being hailed by the Jazz Fusion crew. Um, Jazz Fusion crew. But I've heard some drum and bass in there too, which is not even my favorite. But, but But then you have like, Features from Anderson Pack, Herbie Hancock, which you know that's kind yeah. of the one of the Godfathers there. Busta sure. Rhymes does a, a a thing on this. Uh, Snoop Dogg, I believe, is on there. Right. Does just in like a little bit in a song, but Busta Rhymes sounds 
better than I've ever heard, like heard him in 20 years or something. Um, but you know, I think Anderson Pack discovered yeah. these guys and, um, I just been listening a lot and it's, it's definitely progressive and it's definitely like gets a little crazy into the jazz fusion, but there's definitely tracks on there that are like real groove oriented and really fun. I'm going to look them up. Yeah. They're, they're somebody that just right away when I heard them, I was like, I'm just and, oh, and the album's the, um, called not tight because not tight. Because they were, I think they were just saying that to each other a lot and going, yeah, that's not tight. I'm just looking, listeners, at the um, the album cover on um, Dan's phone on the Spotify, and they look seriously young. Young. <laughs> they look like tiny children. Yeah. She's got pigtails and 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 double denim, and they just look so cute. Yeah, they but they're cute. unbelievably talented, like musicians, okay. like pure. Right, I'm looking them up. Pure great musicians. I'm looking them up. Right, we're um, we've only got a few minutes, so our last thing is, like, um, meanwhile in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Bogan oh update. yeah, I had no, a I had a Bogan update. Um, tell me. Clip. Uh, Aaron, do you have that by any chance? Because I, I I did it here the other day, but I think we're going to change the meanwhile okay. in New Zealand uh, thing, but. This, this is just part of our testing of intros. I love the testing of intros. He can't find it. He's found it. He's He might have it. And <laughs> he's trying to play it. It's not that good. Don't get <laughs> too excited. Sorry. I haven't heard this yet, so I'm looking forward to it. It's not. I still think pulling the curtain back is the best. A bogan update. <laughs> That's it. Uh, <laughs> it's so bad. It's really bad. <laughs> um, I told you I'm going to oh, work on this at home more often. No, I love it's it. It's one of I my projects it. over the uh, – but I, I think I have, I have a clearer idea of now these segments and everything. Yeah. Um, so. So, so, meanwhile in New Zealand. Have you got a segment? Have you got Have you got a, a thing you want to bring up? Uh, I didn't see too many um, bogany. Because uh, like, does this have late. to be mainstream news? Because no. I often get um, no. This is way better if it's like <laughs> I often get my news from neighbourly.co.nz. Mm, Do you know okay. what neighbourly yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of like um, you know a national community notice board. So a couple of days ago, apparently a kitten got stuck um, under the bonnet or hood, mm-hmm. if you're an American, yeah. um, of a Subaru Outlander uh, on or the corner of or a Subaru, if you're a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> Tomato, tomato, Subaru, Subaru. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's a kitten under the under the bonnet of a car on the corner of Williamson Avenue and Crummer Road in Greyland, um, meowing for hours. Hope the kitten oh. was rescued. Um, so that made the news. Um, but the other thing this morning, so wait, what was the kitten rescued? I mean, Jesus, I'm leave us so. on It was days that. ago. Um, oh God. Someone might be able to update us on that. Now, did you know that whenever a like if a McDonald's closes, mm-hmm. it's big news. Yeah, does it? Do they close? I thought well, they just went on. Well, here's the thing. So when, when it closes, particularly in New Zealand, it makes the news. Like mm. it's really big news because um, it never happens. Now, way back, and this is kind of it's, – it's urban myth, but it's not. There was a um, – way back in the mists of time, it made international news that the first McDonald's to ever close, and I could be proven wrong here, probably am, but the first one to ever close was actually here in Hawke's Bay in Havelock North, which is just a couple of k's down the road from where we're recording – um, which, of course, now has a thriving McDonald's. A thriving. But, you know, yes. thriving. But back in the 80s, it just didn't fly. Mm. They didn't want the McDonald's. Anywho. So not apparently- in Havelock North. Not in Havelock North. No. Or as my daughter calls it, Havelock North. Havelock North. Mm. Yeah, full of newlyweds and newlyweds. Anyway, um, the McDonald's in the Richmond Mall food court in Palmerston North has just closed. Um, and apparently two McDonald's have closed in the last three months. So that was on stuff.co.nz. I think that's not a – you know, I'm thinking that's more mall-oriented than McDonald's-oriented. You think you so? Know? But it's a how... McDonald's. Aren't they usually licenses to print money? Where was it again? Palmerston North in the Richmond Palmy. Mall Food Court. I mean, that just sounds like a dead zone already. Palmy <sighs> North is pretty quiet. Well, you think that's a dead zone. Here's my other little piece of meanwhile in New Zealand. Yeah. Invercargill, so it's a, it's a town way, way down the bottom of the South Island of New Zealand. It's just been voted New Zealand's shit town of the year for 2022. Isn't it's not every year? Or? Well, um, it's they get. Sorry, Aaron, are you from Invercargill? I don't. <laughs> he's not happy. He's not happy about this news. 
Um, it's been awarded this for being the arsehole of the world um, and for doing absolutely nothing notable to earn um, its brown crown. Now, um, <laughs> Mayor, get this, Nobby Clark, which is the best Great name, name. For, for a mayor I have ever heard. Nobby Clark. Nobby Clark. Big political career ahead of them. He dismissed the poll, said that um, those voting for Invercargill to be shit town of the year are just trolls. Um, this is what he said. He goes, I can only expect that some of the people who are saying that Invercargill is a shit town haven't been here, and they certainly haven't been here in recent times. They've got a new $200 million mall. Oh, They've got, mall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the streets all around are user-friendly for pedestrians. Mm-hmm. They've got a new museum coming. They've they got he, a mall with a Kmart. Yeah, you know? he reckons they've got the best... They won the best park in New Zealand award recently, so he doesn't know why people would feel that way. Didn't isn't there a story about Mick Jagger calling Invercargill a shithole or something? No, that was John Cleese. John Cleese, Palmerston North, oh, the really? worst town in New Zealand, which was Palmerston North is where the McDonald's closed. Yeah, I'm still and learning, people folks. From right. Palmerston North I swore just, there was a there was a story. fatwa put out on, on or maybe John the Cleese. Beatles. Didn't the Beatles come to New Zealand and then they yeah, said they something about Invercargill? I don't or, know. I don't know why. I they don't think the Beatles would sound. Well, I don't think they'd say they'd say anything bad about a town. They're, the they're such good boys. They're so nice. Yeah, they're good boys. Yeah. So this is kind of we're are we wrapping up? I think is we're wrapping it? up. I think we got to call quits and uh, and. Um, Listen to that outro music again. Yeah. And uh, say thank you. And tell people to, again, email yeah. ynd-podcast, ynd-podcast at gmail.com. So if you've got something that you'd like us to hammer out on this podcast, email us. Once we've got an, an Instagram and stuff up and running, you're going to you're gonna. I have that? one already. You've got one already? Okay. But I didn't post anything or okay. do anything. Well, there... we'll get there. Yeah. We're going to have fun. One step at a time. (laughs) Ciao. Ciao, ciao.